Leatherface is back, but is the franchise. Welcome into Box Office Quarterbacks. I'm Ryan Schmelz, joined by Eric, Gerald, and Jeff. We got the full crew with us today. How is everyone doing? I am doing great, but I know we're about to argue a lot because of the movie we're going to review. So, um, looking forward to that part of the show. The movie that had more than 29, what is it, million hours of watching on Netflix and made it to the U.S. top three, I think. So, I mean, it got a lot of watches, but it's also, I I know Ryan might go into this later because he's deep into it, but um, it's interesting how Netflix got this movie. Yes, and I don't think Netflix should be maybe allowed to have rights to this movie ever again after watching this. <laughs> Eric, you go ahead. I I I just realized I can't get my hour and thirty minutes back, so we're gonna <laughs> do this. All right, we're gonna try a monologue, and we're gonna see if this works. When Christopher Nolan brought back Bruce Wayne and Batman in two thousand five, it had authenticity and a sense of reality. Yes, it was still science fiction and highly unlikely to happen, but it still felt realistic. Casino Royale succeeded at doing this with James Bond, and in 2018, Halloween accomplished this as well. But one movie did this decades earlier. That was the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sure, getting lost in the middle of nowhere and being kidnapped by a family of cannibals and being chased by a guy wearing other people's skin while wielding a chainsaw is highly unlikely but you still felt like the experience was real and that you were living the nightmare with the characters, making it a classic for horror. The latest installment of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre makes the same mistakes as other franchise films, relying too much on gore and violence and not enough on fear and creativity. This film isn't scary, the violence is over the top, the characters are weak and have no character arc. The acting is also not that great, but the cast really isn't given much to work with. This was downright disrespectful to all the original cast and crew members, Leatherface, and Sally for that matter, still haven't gotten a respectable sequel. All right, that was okay. I could have done a lot better with that, but we're working on it, okay? We're working on it. It's hard to read. You can only do it for your job, right? We'll get into it a little bit more, but like this movie, to me, I'm not a huge slasher fan. Like, I just, I don't generally care about them. I think I've seen the original Texas Chainsaw. I know I've definitely seen bits and pieces here and there of all of them. Um, So, like, I watched this. I had a little bit of fun. The kills were a little creative at times. I mean, I think the jump scares were obvious, but it's, like I said, it's a slasher film. You're going to get that. Um, And to me, like, the most fleshed out character, in my opinion, was, I'm blinking, Leatherface. (laughs) Oh, no. I, I think we need to make this make this clear that Gerald has not seen many Texas Chainsaw My movies, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gerald, you should go watch every single, not every single Texas Chainsaw movie. The 2003 one with Jessica Biel is great. The original is also very good. The second original Texas Chainsaw, I have only watched on Telemundo in the middle of the afternoon. So I didn't pick up any story points in that. So couldn't tell you about that one. This, though, is my new second favorite installment of the franchise, I would say. I liked it that much. I thought the kills were creative. There was, there was some dumb shit. Jeff, 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 <laughs> you, you, you're a friend of mine, but if this is number two, 
man, you need help <laughs> with your movie watching like abilities, man. Because like it was, I, I, I'm, I'm on the same boat as Jared. Like I, I don't really care too much about slashers. If we weren't talking about this movie, I wouldn't have watched it. So, um, but I did, and like I said earlier, can't get the hour and thirty minutes back. But it was some parts of it were enjoyable. Um, Gerald touched on it. the The kills were creative. Um, the acting, I don't think, is as bad as as Ryan put it. Like the the characters were okay. It was more reinvented for a time, like right now. Obviously, the one moment that I I, I stopped eating my breakfast when they were on the the school bus that was pretty cringe i was just like all right really but um and there are other other things in the movie that we'll get into that i I mean i think it probably shouldn't have or they probably should have found a different way to portray it but but again jeff if this is number two i mean i i could care less for slashers but i you got to reevaluate your list bro well, I will defend Jeff well, on this one. Well, number two in uh, the Texas Chainsaw franchise. In the franchise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Just making sure. Because, man. <laughs> there, no, no, there, no, no, no. There, Halloween this, this, is the best. The, Halloween is the best. Yeah. Th- this 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 franchise has not has been plagued by just horrible movies outside of the first one. I, I also enjoyed the Jessica Biel remake one. Um, but this is actually now the third sequel to the first movie they've done. Obviously they did one back, um, right after the original came out a couple years after that. And then there was the Texas Chainsaw 3D movie that came out a couple years ago and that got crap reviews as well. And then this one, which I would like to say that Eric and I are with the majority on this, um, this movie, I know, I know we don't like to rely on Rotten Tomatoes here, but. 31% 31% critic score, 31% audience score. <laughs> this is uh, uh this is not being reviewed re- received well by the general public or the critics for that matter, which uh is a disappointment to me. It's not one of the worst horror movie sequels of all time, which is a review I read. Like I've seen worse horror movies on Netflix for sure. I watched some stupid one about an escape room the other day. That was the worst movie I've ever seen. So this is not even on that level. Human Centipede 2. That's the worst (laughs) sequel to a horror movie. Um, Anything with Insidious, I just, I couldn't take seriously. Um, But we can... (laughs) And I I, I think for me, it just, I, I think it's been pretty clear by how we've all been talking that I'm the biggest fan of the original, you know, of the four of us, you know, I I thought that the original was just so was a masterpiece of horror. I felt like it was, it was one of those things that that was the movie that gave me nightmares. You know, the the idea Leatherface has always been a, just a terrifying character for me, but this movie, like I just, I never really had any fear watching this movie. I, I, if anything, like I was rolling my eyes through most of it. And my girlfriend even looks at me after the movie's over. She's like, they liked that. <laughs> and it, it just, you know, when I think about the original movie, I think about the fir- one of the first kills, which is a girl getting put onto a meat hook and then being forced to watch her boyfriend being cut up with, with a chainsaw right in front of her as she screams helplessly. And that is just a terrifying visual to see. And, and it was even watching it recently. It was still terrifying to this day. It aged that well. Whereas, you know, I, 
we'll we'll get into spoilers a little bit later on, but we'll go through some of the kills and we'll explain why they didn't feel or have that same effect that that did uh, back in the seventies. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest here. I I I know people like the genre, but for me, the horror genre ain't it. It's just you know I don't I don't really see the big deal. Like I don't I like so like I watched this, which is I guess a plus. The same thing. I mean, I enjoyed Halloween Kills more, but again, like I mean, uh, the horror genre would say, "Yo, you want to watch a scary movie?" No, but I'd rather watch a rom-com. But I mean, again, if it wasn't for you guys, I probably wouldn't have watched this. Yeah, I mean, this movie, I know it has a lot of issues. Like it does. Like I mean, foresh- foreshadowing is a thing in almost every movie now, but like this movie's foreshadowing is almost way too obvious, you know, at times. So like that is annoying as hell. So like we know what's coming, but it's like the way they do it's a little interesting. Like I said, some of the character arc um, the fact that, like, you know, they really were kicking that old lady out of the house, like, it kind of makes you want, like, he's the bad guy. He is definitely the villain in this movie, Leatherface. But, like, you could almost understand why the hell he lost his <laughs> Like, his his dying mother is only dead because these people came from out of town, bothered his peace after 50 years, and killed his mom. And broke into his house. What were those so, like, people? I can see. What? What were their plan, though, going into that town? Let's go into spoilers, Ryan. I can't. I can't. Okay. Spoilers have been ended. And Jeff is probably I uh, Jeff is probably the worst human being about just like being able to hold it together. When we do the non-spoiler section, it's like we get like 30 seconds and Jeff's like, all right, can we stop this already? Yeah, no, I mean, trust me. This is for our nerd listeners whenever we go in i used to tell jeff like we should do like 10 to 15 minutes spoiler free and he'd be like hell no we're not doing that if you clicked on this episode you know what you're getting into so we're gonna go into this <laughs> there actually how, how about this how about this you know what we're gonna do we're gonna give our final scores first and then so that so that our viewers can decide if they want to watch this who who haven't watched it yet and then we'll go into everything after that does that work yeah. yeah, starter, solid, good, nice kills, what? dumb points. What? There's some dumb stuff in there that I really want to get to, but Ryan won't let me yet. Uh, high starter, let's go. You guys, know. I st- Oh my goodness, what in the hell? So oh I'll just, God. I'll just, <laughs> Jeff, I love you, and I know I said I like this movie, and I do, but I don't know if it's a starter. Like I liked it, I enjoyed it. It had its fun moments. It was predictable as hell, though, and it's still a slasher fic for me. So for me, I'm benching it, and you know, it's one of those recommendations. Like if you have a certain situation and you're in, you need to put that, you need to put it in. Like it's not a bad one to put on. Like there are certainly worse ones. I mean, I before I watched it, like I know I've haven't spent a lot of time watching these these movies, but like I did look up like the history of chainsaw movies, and like the main thing I saw was like you don't have to really watch the other ones because they're all kind of trash. So like, I mean, if you had to watch one of like, what, like the six or however many are out at this point, like this is a top two or three choice. Yeah. Uh, And Gerald, I really like that you said that because I think you proved a great point and, and you put your critic hat on here, which is you can enjoy a movie, but still acknowledge that it's bad. I mean, there are people out there who still watch The Walking Dead, but while they're watching it, they'll look at you and be like, yeah, this show kind of sucks now, but it's still it's still fun to watch. Like, I, and I think that 
you can have fun watching this movie, which Gerald did, but Gerald is pretty much acknowledging that it's just not that good of a movie. <laughs> like Ryan, I do this every week with any CW show. I started the Arrowverse. I will be there for the end, even if it's so freaking bad now. <laughs> Uh, all right, Eric, you you got your your score. Yeah. Um. What what's below a bench? Uh, a Cut. reserve. Cut. It's, a, it's done. Yeah, it's finishing, man. Like you talked about recommendations. Listen, I'll recommend Love Is Blind season two before I recommend Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'll recommend I I don't know uh, any comedy that's on Netflix right now than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like it's cool, but you gotta be, you gotta be tired of the Netflix selection before you start this movie. Um, yeah, get rid of it. Uh, I'm done. Uh, we'll get more into the plot and everything, but uh, I'm cool on it. All right, and I'm also gonna cut it. I just, I gave a whole monologue. You don't need to hear more from me. Now let's go ahead and break this movie down and end the spoiler section. You've been warned. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> so. Here's some things I didn't like about this movie uh, and why it didn't get a higher score for me, which is, you know, I look back at it. Maybe it was too high of a score, but I don't give a let's go into it. Um, Were these social media influencers trying to buy an entire town? Was that what they were trying to do? Because I didn't really understand that part of it. It seems to me like they were trying to gentrify it. Yeah, they were trying to gentrify it. Yeah. Try to make it all new boutique stuff like yeah. little restaurants cuz I think they kept calling them cooks so I bet they have like a bakery shop. Um that was one thing that like was never really confirmed like what exactly do y'all do? No. Yeah. The one guy was a chef. He was they they, uh, they kept saying like I'm the cook and I'm the cook but like yeah. I don't know. I guess there was two chefs. The the wife was uh a artist and Hey, yeah, I guess pretty much like, I mean, like, you know, we, we all lived in West Texas. Remember Marfa, which was like a, a town that had kind of transformed into an art town. Uh, you know, a lot of folks would kind of say it was a cowboy town that turned into an art town. And, and I feel like that's, I guess, kind of somewhat of the goal they had there to make it like this little town that people like to escape to or even live in. But then you kind of had the, the one character, the sister pointing out from the start, she was like, do you think people are actually going to want to live here? It's seven hours away from the nearest city. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's what they were trying to do is pretty much revitalize this town and make it a bastion for young people. And Leatherface's family, I guess. Go ahead. And also, oh, no, 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 you was, Leatherface's family the, was Leatherface's family the only ones that lived there? Was it just them? They weren't because they still had the auto guy, right? And um, it said population 1974, which I know was a callback to the release year for the original one. But um, I don't know how many people were still there. But like, if they knew he was in there, did the whole town know? Because like the second, like they were like, don't go in that house. Like they were freaking out about it. So like, did they know that he was in there? I don't know. Because it sounds like they may have not because everyone you know, these same people ended up getting killed by him. So uh, they, you had to think like they weren't okay. If he was, if they knew who it was that, I don't know, either they were just naive, like, cause, cause they, they, they pointed out several times that they never saw the face of the person who was doing it. Mm -hmm. And clearly like, as soon as he starts killing again, he then, you know, 
puts another human skin on and that's when he's kind of like back leatherface is back you know did his so. mom talk to uh was it sally right uh or what I was that know. sound because there was like somebody said something but it wasn't sally that says something when she found her mom's his mom's body I, uh, I, I think I think that was Sally talking out loud. Okay, because it it, did, Cause, like, cause, it sounded different than what she normally sounded like, but um, I was hoping to get uh, to the Sally may, topic. Maybe they were bringing back that was may have been audio from her original maybe uh movie because it's not the same actress who played the original. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a different actress. Yeah, Sally. Yes. Yeah, but um, I wanted to get to her because, like, as a non slasher fan, someone who doesn't care about these movies really that much. To me, it was a nice change of pace to have the OG character, the one survivor, instead of being the hero that shows up and is able to defeat this demon who just like murdered like 50 people. Um, she got killed too because she was a dumb, but she got killed. She had the headshot at one point, Ryan. I'm sorry. She did. No, it was. Uh, and that was one of my big disappointments too, is just how just bad that character was. I mean, she ended up using two people as bait, pretty much doing to them what others did to her friends in the past. And I thought that was a little ridiculous. Like her character arc was, oh, it went nowhere. She didn't really have too much dialogue to work with either. Uh, Yeah, it just, it was so disappointed. Like Marilyn Burns deserves so much more than what we got. Mm -hmm. And it's not, and it's not the actress's fault. Like it's just. There was nothing they were going to be able to do with this character. Even though I will say, when she did show up, I that was that that got me excited. It just, it's like we we complain about the character arcs in this movie. Hers kind of didn't really go anywhere. The more we discuss this movie, this is like a support group. I feel that I don't like it, uh, and thank you for the peer pressure. But <laughs> Sally, Sally waited fifty years to confront Leatherface and she dies in five minutes. So that's just like a waste of five decades. Uh, it, uh, but it makes sense. Very, uh, anticlimactic is like pretty much the reverse of Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween. I guess the writers were trying to be different, but they did it in the worst way. And, and you know what? Remember when we talked about like pitching, my idea. I actually think I went back and remembered what I actually really did pitch, which was it was not to do it 50 years later. I think what I wanted to do was to bring Sally Hardesty back, but instead of doing it like, you know, have the movie age with the characters, how about you actually like just have the movie take place four years after the original? Like we go back into the 70s so like you can do what Halloween did and take advantage of the original movie, but like do something different with it. I think that may have been more effective. Yeah, this now I hate this movie. Thank you, guys. (laughs) I retroactively make it a bench. Thank you. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Let's uh, go ahead, Eric. That's what friends are for, Jeff. You know, we, we can't let you we can't let you think that we're all yes men and allow you to believe something that isn't true. Thank you. I was paid off by Netflix. I'm sorry, guys. You, um, Bro, can I get in on that? I mean, it's uh, I get a five dollar discount on a uh, uh, memberships every month. No, I don't. I'm just. Can kidding. I get in on? <laughs> I'm still going to stick with it. I still enjoyed it. It was still fun. Was it a good movie? Probably not. But it had you already moments. benched it. It's fine. Like it's it's a fine movie. 
put All that right. on the poster. It's a fine movie. <laughs> let's um let's go ahead and get into any any notable scenes. I guess each one of us will get a scene to talk <clears throat> about if they want to. Um, usually we do this for favorite scenes. I don't really have one, so I guess uh we'll start with Eric, and Eric can point out any scene that stood out to him. Pick me last, because I got to think of a scene, and I just watched this movie. Ooh, ooh. Jeff and I can both pick a scene that is our favorite. Okay, God. Right, Jeff? Yes, we can. Because um, it's the very end. It's the last scene in the movie, really. And um, even though we were talking about how much we like this movie, this last scene just aggravated us both so much. Because right before this scene, they had the two sisters had just killed Leatherface, seemingly were severely injured and needed to get the hell out of Dodge and back to civilization, which I think they said was like four hours away. Instead, they wait till the sun comes up like at 7 a.m. So, um, Jeff, how do you think that conversation went? You know, it's been a long night. All our friends are dead. And I'm just really tired. I just, you know, maybe we should just sleep here because this guy is definitely maybe dead, even though we've seen him stabbed and a whole bunch of stuff and come back from it, even shot. So let's go sleep in the bed <laughs> where all the murders happen, wake up early in the morning, and then just get the hell out of town. But before that, let's raid the fridge and see if they have anything good in there. Yeah, I bet they have some good cereal, man. I mean, it was an orphanage. They should have lucky charms and tricks. <laughs> this this whole group, like, I just don't understand what happened because it took like another five hours at least. Because like it was the pitch of night, like the dark of night. And... Then they just like, and then the sister's surprised when he comes back and he chops her other sister's head off. It's like, look, you waited around for a guy that you know is immortal just from the way he's been acting that night. Like, why are you shocked that he came back? And, and two, I mean, let's, let's just factor in the the logic here. Someone pointed this out on Twitter and it was like, number one, the girl had sewage dumped on her. She had a, 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 an object go through her leg. And they're also in the the Texas heat, um, running away for their lives. So so there, there's got to be blood loss, fatigue. Uh, they probably stink, and they got to be dehydrated. And it's like they, they didn't appear like that at all. They look completely normal after a day, night worth of a uh, of watching traumatically watching their friends get murdered and uh, fighting for their lives. That is. But like 90% of slasher films are though, right? I mean, like a lot of times they just, it'll be like the next day or like hours what? later after a horror film or slasher film and everybody looks fine sometimes. Yeah. But I will say like, you know, contrast that to the last mo- the first movie with the one I loved, the one that's the classic. And the la- one of the last shots of the movie is Sally Hardesty in a pickup truck screaming and laughing hysterically as she's driving away safely getting away from this guy it's like just a it's a disturbing shot uh that just like will stick with you forever like and just that that was that that's what would happen to that's how a normal person would act if this all just happened to them like that was realistic this reaction is just like really and i mean we don't need to go into it anymore you guys have kind of already knocked it out with that yeah i guess uh i guess now thinking about it the one scene that sticks with me is the one scene that I touched on earlier that was just so cringe was the bus scene. And it's just like with these movies, it's just like, ah, it's hard to to 
sometimes enjoy it when it's like common sense doesn't seem common with a lot of them. So it's just like the guy that was sleeping, the, the bus driver was sleeping. Oh, look at me. I don't know how to start the engine. Like he gets on, uh, Leatherface gets on the bus. And then they start talking about, oh, you're going to be canceled, bro. Like that's when I was just out. I was just like, come on. Yeah, that cancel bro thing was pretty uh, cringe, as the kids say. And then I think if you, uh, I think somebody also online shared a screenshot of what was being, what was on the phone when they were Facebook living the uh, the event. It was like I've seen better ha- uh, haunted houses, four out of ten. Yeah, that was the. Uh, I think like the director was one of them. Um, I'd have to go back and look. I was reading the trivia on IMDb, but like I think it was the director or one of the main writers who like. He it was his Instagram on there. Oh jeez, uh, <laughs> and like and like some of the things that they did, I guess, also turned me a little off. Like, like I, I, I like I, I get it, but um, I'm not from Texas. I'm not a native Texan, but like just the stereotype, stereotypical way that they portray Texan as Texans as like gun wielding, like. Uh, I don't know, just like a wild, like the wild, wild west. And I'm just like, all right, really? Like we're going to, we're going to go into this trope. And then the one that I think that I didn't understand was why use the, the trauma of being a school shooting victim as some, as like a plot point when I I don't know, I, I just don't think you should be using being a victim of a school shooting in that manner. Like none of that is, is like, I I, I don't want to sound like it, like one of, like, like one of those, it's like somebody who is too, doesn't understand, but it's just like, you could have picked a different way about going about that. It, it, It felt to me, Eric, like they were trying to do some type of political, even like a political parody in a way, but it just, just, didn't make sense and it just fell on its face you know like i think they were trying to like the stereotypes were like meant to to parody something um because you know they you had like left and right both kind of parodied here i think at least that's what it seemed like they were trying to do and just i I didn't really see the point you know i guess they're trying to bring modern day politics into this or something but i just i really no idea yeah uh another fun fact about this movie that made no sense so the director is from Austin. They filmed this movie, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in Bulgaria. So mm. that makes no sense that you would go all the way overseas just to um, find a place that even looks like West Texas, which is pretty much any place that has a desert. Yeah. Uh, so that was very unnecessary. Is and I feel like a lot of a lot of sets in Hollywood kind of look like this town. They probably could have used. Uh, yeah, that makes that makes no sense to me. Like, it's just it, it's just really like, uh, yeah. Why were they going overseas to do this? You know, there's so many. Tax I feel breaks. like I just I, I, there's there's a lot of tax breaks in America. Yeah, but ta- like there's like you think about it. Like when you look at um the places where movies and TV shows are being filmed now, like Vancouver or Atlanta, both of those cities give a lot of tax breaks. Yeah. And Vancouver is a typical West Coast, East Coast city that you can use in a lot of TV shows. And Atlanta's, you can use it for a lot of things, too. Um, so Bulgaria, I mean, I don't know the situation there, but I mean, usually when they make decisions like that, it's because tax breaks or deals with the government. Um, also, I mean, don't be surprised. Texas may not want a movie about a 
serial killer with a chainsaw based in Texas to actually be set in like to be filmed there because it may they may think it could screw up tourism or something. The the other thing with this movie is it's set fifty years after the original and Leatherface was in his twenties then. For a guy in his seventies, this dude moves pretty good. He is very fast for a seventy five year old man, let's just say that. Uh, okay. So my scene, uh, I'll go with, you know what? I'll go with the very first kill of the movie, which is, um, you remember what I said about the, the original, what, like the original kills were just terrifying and, and realistic. And, and, and I think just what summed up why I, I knew from the stop, I wasn't going to like this movie was then the first kill of the movie. Cause it really, when it got started, it really wasn't like, okay, I was like, yeah, this ain't great, but it's not terrible. It, w- the fact that the first kill of this movie is a, cop getting his arm i guess knocked off and then he take did he take the bone and stab him with it is that what he did yes he did yeah he snapped and, the guy's arm stabbed him in the neck and then this gunshot and hit the other cop and i was just like you gotta be kidding me really that's what we're doing here uh, and, and that's just from that point on i was like wow and, and honestly like the, the kill that happens after that which is ruth you know, it was just like, it, it just, that, that was one of the better deaths in the movie. Cause that was the one that felt real. You know, she was struggling to not get stabbed. She cries as she dies. Um, that one felt that was, that was probably one of the more authentic m- moments in the movie and the rest of it just b- 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 getting to that. The, the ones that happened before that are just ridiculous. So, uh, let's move on to characters. <laughs> Unless you guys want to comment on that. No, I mean, like as far as best kills, I thought the mechanic kill was pretty good in in the bedroom. I would say that's the best kill of the movie. Uh, the bus was stupid, but it was crazy to watch. Yeah, um, one the best kill of the movie to me was Ryan. You keep talking about friends having to watch un- like helplessly. Um, what about when Melody was under the bed and um, what was it, Rich Richter Richter? Was getting yeah. his head smashed into pieces in front of him. Yeah, after that was mine. That murdered. was. Like, I totally agree. Like that is the, that is what you're talking about. That is, and she couldn't scream because Leatherface, for some reason, didn't know she was there, even though she just moved the thing, but he didn't know at that point. And yeah, and, and they did have a fairly realistic fight before that too, so I'll give him yeah. credit there. Like it was that was a that whole scene was very good, um, and like. That's one of those times where I'm looking at a horror movie. I'm like, damn, this is actually pretty, pretty gruesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I, and I think, you know, that was kind of the scene that probably could have like, you know, it, it would have been a way to, that would have satisfied the modern horror audience, which is a lot more violent than, because the original movie doesn't have a lot of gore, which people kind of forget. They didn't have the budget to do so. So they kind of just relied on, on shock value. And, and, and like, you know, present the hook, but don't show the person getting through it. And they did it so effectively. Whereas like, obviously you can't do that nowadays because just the way horror is, but you could have, if more of the kills would have been like that, I think we would have, it would have been a lot, a lot better. So we're on to characters now. Do we even have a top five? Anybody? I mean, Leatherface is number one. Yeah. Leatherface is my one. I mean, definite favorite character. I actually felt like we learned about like we I felt like his reasonings for doing all this made sense if you knew somebody who had been like through a lot of crap. 
um, it seemed emotional to me. And I mean, it was very clear, like he was going up to people who killed his mom and those who were with the people who killed his mom. Everybody else could just kind of go by the wayside. He wouldn't care. But if they got in the way, he'd end them. Yeah, and I would say, um, I think Leatherface probably was the most effective person here just because I think, you know, I mean, he had the least to do. The only real criticism I had with Leatherface, besides the fact that the movie they put him in was ridiculous, was just that um, I don't feel like we really learned anything new about him. You know, I, I, I would have liked to have learned more about the family after watching the first movie. And I feel like we're at the same point we were before. And, and that was kind of disappointing because his mother's not even a character in the original movie. So let's keep that in mind. You know, you had Drayton Sawyer, who was his dad. I think they later reveal in the films that it is his dad when he, he doesn't have that role in the original. And then his brother's in it too. And his brother gets killed at the end of the first movie. And so I don't know. I feel like we still didn't learn much about that family. Yeah, I mean, they could have brought back some other lineage from the first movie for sure. Uh, I'm just going to round out like a top five. I would say Melody, the older sister, is probably second best. Um, And then going from there, I guess Sally would be number three. And four and five is pretty much take your pick. I didn't really like the younger sister that much, to be honest. I think uh, um, if I were to round up my top five, I, I think we're all probably in agreement. Leatherface is number one. Uh, number two would be um, the the guy, for me, the guy that worked at the uh, auto shop, um, only because, sadly, his death was probably the most gruesome. And I was, and I actually believed like, oh, maybe he could probably do something to help, but uh, that was sadly mistaken. But um, number three, I probably have Sally. It's just I, I didn't under like Gerald. You said that it, it made sense for her to die five minutes after waiting fifty years. I think that she should have lasted a little bit longer. Um, four and five for me were the sisters. And any order of them, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, after Leatherface, it's a pretty steep drop-off, right? I think I have to agree with Eric. Uh, Richter is number two. Same reasons. Three, by default, Sally Hardesty. And then, I guess, the two sisters? I mean, I just, I don't know. It's, I, I guess I really can't say any of them are great other than Leatherface. Yeah, Sally and Richter are two and three for me just because I think that Sally, obviously she injected something in the movie. Like I got excited seeing her when she came in, but just her arc didn't really make sense and it didn't really work. Um, And then Richter was one who I think they started to have a really good redemption angle with him. We're like, you meet him at first and you're, you're, you're meant to not like him, but then it turns out that he's actually like a nice guy. He just had misconceptions about these people. And then... You know, he ends up uh, holding Dante's hand when he dies. And you say, oh, this guy's actually, you know, can be a good person. And then I thought that it was going to lead to him potentially saving somebody or doing something, you know, heroic. But then they kind of just cut his arc off like that and have him die from Leatherface uh, when they probably should have kept him around for a couple more scenes to flesh this character out. So that that's why he's he's in my top three, because I saw 
an arc there and I saw it going somewhere and then it just was over. So that was disappointing for me. Uh, and then it, I don't know how to round out the top five. It just, yeah. And the thing is like, I don't think any of them were terrible. Um, I don't know, actually, you know what? My least favorite, uh, <clears throat> the fiance. Um, I know her kill was good and like she cried and she was scared, but like she really was trying to get out way too soon after that guy had just murdered everybody and walked off. Like it had been like 20, it had been like 10 seconds. You got to wait a little longer than that. Or she probably should have just booked it from the start. Well, she had a chance to get away. He was cutting his mom's face off for a good, probably 10 to 15 minutes. She had every opportunity to get out of there. It would have made too much noise though. Cause she couldn't get out her side door. So she would have had to climb over the guy's body. And go out the door that way. I don't know. The grass was high. She could have moved a little bit and just ran faster than Leatherface. I don't know. As a 70-year-old man, you should be able to outrun him, you'd think. He's the fastest 70-year-old man I've ever seen. (laughs) So. uh, We'll find out if LeBron's faster. LeBron's got like, what, 30 years until he's there? (laughs) That's the next reboot. Now, do do we know that Ginny was Leatherface's mom? Did, did they ever actually confirm that or not? They never it, really did. They just said that she ran the orphanage and that was yeah. it. Because she's not. No, I think at one point they were like, you killed my mom. Uh, you We killed his mom or something like that. And, um, and I mean, I think that was his mom. I think I think I, I got have to look at it again, but then yeah, I'm gonna have to I, watch she, the movie again. <laughs> she's not a character in the original movie. So it's just like, it's hard to know. And. And again, I mean, Leatherface is is in his 60s, pushing 70. So, I mean, his mother would be pretty elderly. So, ah, it's just this is this. We're spending too much time on this. (laughs) All right. So I guess we've already done our final review. Jeff is officially changing his uh, his score retroactively a bench off of peer pressure. That that's probably been like the biggest significant change since we started doing this, like Jeff went from high starter to bench within uh, like 20 minutes. Peer pressure. It's a real thing. Thank you, guys. Um, but this was positive peer pressure. This was this is peer pressure done right. Yeah. You guys are bullying. The- you are bullying the poor executives of Netflix right now. Do better. Oh, man. All right. What do we got coming up? The Batman with all four of us. Reviews have been solid so far, right? I haven't looked. I don't want to see anything else. They've already released like 15 trailers. I have like three days until I see it. So I'm just ignoring everything. The review embargo lifts on Monday, which is the day before me and Gerald see it. So I'm about to go on a social media freeze again. Oh, man. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think this will. I, I would like to think this will go better than than this one did for us. Uh, I would hope so. <laughs> All right. Well, here's a reminder: please follow us on social media, and please keep joining us for another episode of Good Friends and Real Talk. And by the way, Jeff, what do we have now? We have a website, boxofficeqbs.com, where you can listen to all our episodes, look at some merch that we have available, and. Uh, 
you know, all that fun stuff and probably some more cool things to come. Awesome. Please get online and check us out and see us next week. We'll see you later.